It will be Alexander-Arnold. Oh, it's on a plate! And Virgil van Dijk takes advantage in emphatic style. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. Well, that was a, a fantastic game, right back to where Liverpool needed to be in this in this title race. Uh, a fantastic game, a performance of a team that really uh, is top of the table, but the performance of a team who are going for the title um, really kind of set our stall out. We've had a couple of kind of iffy results, but this Watford game kind of really brought us back to what we've seen from Liverpool so far this season and what we've seen that so so impressed us so much and is so amazing about this current Liverpool team. It was a fantastic performance from from start to finish. Every position, uh, every player had a you know really really good game, an eight out of ten plus game, um, and that really showed in terms of the way we moved the ball, the chances we created, and and more importantly the chances we took. So the scoring kind of started in the first ten minutes um, from a great cross from Trent from Trent Alexander Arnold on the right, headed by Mane into the top corner. the The second goal then was another cross by Trent. Um, Mane with his um, quite normal poor first touch, but actually then he redeemed himself with it with an even better second touch, which was a back heel, which kind of was incredible. It was a kind of a back heel lob over Ben Foster. Um, it was a it was a very disrespectful goal, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was great. That kind of really settled us. Um, and kind of halfway through the first half, we were playing the kind of football that we'd been hoping to kind of play over the last couple of games but hadn't been able to against some of the bigger teams um, and once we kind of got the flow and the mojo going we were creating chances with Salah with Mane with um, with Trent Alexander-Arnold with the midfielders um, and everything kind of really started clicking in the second half we came out and it was a little more um, thoughtful um, we let Watford come back into the game a little bit I think it's because we more probably took our foot off the pedal a little bit um, we kind of relaxed into the game a bit I think but the Origi goal came at a really good time for Liverpool um, Origi kind of cut in from the left hand side and fired in at Ben Foster's near post and I think that kind of really took the game away from Watford and then actually I think made it easier for us seeing out the last 20-25 minutes of the game um, and then in the in the last kind of 10-15 minutes, um, one great cross in from Trent Alexander-Arnold from a free kick, which Van Dijk headed in, and then another great cross by um, by Andrew Robertson, uh, again finished off by Van Dijk, and um, those were his first goals for Liverpool in the Premier League. Obviously, he opened his scoring for Liverpool on his debut against Everton in the FA Cup over a year ago, um, so it was great to see him... Oh, sorry... I completely forgot. I completely forgot about his goal against Wolves. I'll, uh, I'll admit to that mistake. So it was great to see Van Dijk score um, and getting a brace as well, right? You I mean at home? That's uh, you can't ask much more from um, much more from you know our centre back. Um, but yeah, it was it was a great game overall. Um, the five goals were amazing. Um, it kind of really helped us um, get us into the type of play that we we saw particularly in the first half of the season and going into the next couple of weeks when we've got a big game against Everton at the weekend then the Bayern game coming up and then a couple of key games um, in the Premier League after that it was really important to kind of kickstart this period for Liverpool with it with a good win at home against Watford which we did um, the the first point of uh, I guess analysis that I really want to make um, and he Watching the broadcast um, that I think they gave Virgil van Dijk man of the match, and for me, 
Although Virgil obviously scored two goals um, and had a good kind of commanding performance in defence, for me it was Trent Alexander-Arnold. It The difference between when the Watford game and the United game where James Milner played right back was, was um, you know, we, we were almost two different teams. Um, when he came back into the team, his attacking or his willingness to attack down the right uh, caused so many problems for Watford in the first half, and and that was you know proven by the fact that he got a hat trick of assists. And I know him and Andy Robertson have this uh, kind of challenge to see who can get the most assists. Trent Trent, Trent Alexander Arnold definitely went up in the game um, today. His, his balls into the box were were amazing. One of the things that I've been super critical of Liverpool. Um, for a lot of part, a large part of this season is our set pieces. Some of our set piece delivery has been shocking. Against United was a great example. We had quite a few um, attacking set piece opportunities, and we didn't really take advantage of any of them. Um, whereas today was very, very different. Uh, the the crosses in from Trent Alexander and both Andy, and Andy Robertson were really, really good, um, which gave us the opportunity for Mane to obviously score, um, as well as Van Dijk to score his his two headers. So. For me, he was the man of the match. Um, and another part of the of Trent's game, which I think really helps Liverpool play the way we did, is what him bombing down the right means for Mo Salah. Now, James Milner is obviously a versatile player and, and can do a decent job at right back. But Trent Alexander-Arnold offers something very, very different. And I think his constant threat of bombing down the right stretches out the defence. Of, a, of the opposition and actually that allows Salah more space on that inside right channel where actually he enjoys a lot more um, kind of time on the ball but he gets the ball in better positions and actually looks like he's going to score more often than he does when he's you know hugging the touchline on the right um, and he's ele- he's able to come in because Trent Alexander-Arnold is always making that run outside um, you know kind of outside him on the, on the right wing and I think that was really important um, and something that really stood out to me from the, from the Watford game was was how Trent's runs actually opened up space and, and made Mo Salah, I guess, look more confident, even though he didn't score and he's kind of in a bit of a uh, dry patch at the moment. Um, I think when Trent plays, that really, really helps Salah and his game. The second piece of analysis, um, and I guess there's another play, it's another player to praise, uh, and this player is Fabinho. He, he started off the season, I guess, quite slowly. I think Klopp eased him into the team, didn't want to chuck him in straight away like, like some other teams did with their key signings. I'm thinking Man United with Fred, Arsenal with Lucas Torreira. They chucked those central midfielders straight in um, and they've been successful, actually, probably a lot less than, less than Fabinho has. Um, and every game you watch Fabinho, he's impressing more and more and more. He's, he's almost like a... This might be a maybe not even a there might be a slight diss to him, but he, he's kind of coming across a bit now like a James Milner 2.0, where he's both a versatile player. We obviously saw him play centre back against Bayern. He plays in cent, he's plays in central midfield as a holding midfielder, but he can also play as one of the other more attacking midfielders. But when he has the ball, he's always thinking attacking. I think that's something James Milner has, which actually is quite similar with Fabinho. He he defended incredibly well. Um, always kind of shielding the back four against Wofford. But then also when he got the ball, he was always looking forward and trying to play um, a ball into either one of the more attacking midfielders or into the front three. Um, so I, th- I think Fabinho again is getting better and better and better with, with game. And it's really exciting to see 
um, how he will perform, and I think he'll be a key player for us in this in this run in um, to hopefully win win the Premier League. But Fabinho playing good kind of means something in terms of what role does Jordan Henderson play in this team. Obviously, Jordan Henderson is the captain of the team, and his his kind of position has been a bit at threat recently um, because Fabinho has been playing so well. But I think there is actually still an opportunity for us to to play in a play a team where both Fabinho and Henderson can play. Uh, and the way I think this can happen is when Henderson first came to Liverpool, when he left Sunderland and came to Liverpool, he was actually more of that attacking midfielder than he was the defensive midfielder that he's kind of become as he's got older and, and more mature. Um, he's got the legs. Um, when he first came to Liverpool, he was scoring great goals, breaking beyond, breaking beyond the strikers. And I'd like to kind of see that back. Um, with Fabinho potentially playing that holding role in front of the centre-backs, um, it gives us then another midfield option where we can play Henderson, um, should there be injuries or Klopp wants to rotate, that um, we can play Henderson in one of those more attacking uh, midfield positions where he can keep running, um, maybe not necessarily provide the attacking creativity, but can provide the energy in that, in that, part, of the, in that part of the pitch to win the ball back from the opposition, to then set the ball through to one of the front three um, to kind of put the ball away. So I'll be really interested to see whether Klopp tries that or whether he kind of just rotates them both in that holding holding midfielder role. The, the final piece of analysis um, I want to touch on was this was the first time in a long while that the front three haven't played together. Um, there were obviously some games earlier in the season when I think Firmino was injured again um, where either Storijos or Origi came in but this time Origi came in but the shape of the front three was slightly different so Mo Salah still stayed out on the right however Mane came into the middle this time with Origi going out to the left which was really interesting because I think I think first of all that caught out Watford a little bit I think me included expected uh, Mane to play out on the left and Origi to go down the middle but actually kind of seeing how the game went I think the balance worked really well of having Origi on the left um, cutting on his right foot then Andy Robertson overlapping and then the same thing on the other side with Salah and Trent um, and obviously Mane played played great in that attacking um, kind of number nine centre forward kind of position obviously grabbing his two goals but also he held up the ball well um, and he kind of came deep when needed um, and I think he played I think for me it was actually really one of his one of his better games um, obviously recently he's Mane's been kind of holding the Liverpool team together I think a couple of the draws we've had over the past five or six games we wouldn't have achieved without had it not been for for Mane's goals so um, he's kind of been the linchpin of the team um, but I think Divock Origi I think will have a role to play in this run-in. Obviously, he scored the winning goal against Everton earlier in the season, but he's he's the type of player who can come on and make an impact. Um, and if he gets an opportunity to start, I think also he will he as he he will make an impact as he showed against Watford. Um, so I think uh, Divock Origi really does have a role to play, um, similar to kind of every every team has. Uh, this one player who kind of isn't part of the first team, but actually then becomes really important to them. Um, the the one player that always springs to mind who's similar to that is Federico Makeda, right? Um, he was a bit more of an unknown quantity than Divo Origi, but he came in at a time when Man United needed him, when they needed goals to win the league. 
and he came through with the goals. Um, and I think that's the kind of role that Divock Origi could play for Liverpool in this run-in over the next 10 games um, as we try and kind of wait, uh, end this wait for, for a Premier League. So I, I just want to, I, I guess I want to end the episode by by saying that the, the balance in the team was really, really good, I thought, against Watford. Um, the midfield balance was good. The It was good with Fabinho playing that holding role. The um, the wing backs were, were great. Obviously, the, the service and the crosses they gave were great, but also that the balance, um, they knew when to attack, they knew when to press, um, as well as the, the balance of the front three with Origi and Salah cutting in off their onto their favoured foots with Marnie down the middle. I thought that that balance worked really well. Um, and now I think it's, we're unsure um, as to whether Firmino will be fit for the Everton game. Um, I think he was a doubt for, for the Watford game, but obviously Klopp didn't risk him. But as I always do, I end, end the episode with a shout-out to Klopp. Um, but I think the shout-out to Klopp will be, regardless of whether Firmino is fit, I think he should stick with the same, with the same 11 that started against Watford. I think it worked. Um, I think it caused Watford all sorts of problems, and Everton really haven't been in any any type of decent form recently. Um, and I think if we play anything like we played against Watford, we will we will score a couple against we will score a couple against Everton, and I think we'll cause them some serious problems. But um, obviously, with Firmino coming back, Firmino is a key part of the way Liverpool play in terms of the pressing game as well as his finishing. Um, but the shout out to Klopp, I think for here is to, to, to be brave and stick with a formula that proved so successful against Watford. Um, I think it would be easy for him to go back to his tried and tested, but I think keeping keeping this 11 would be um, great for the players' morale, um, good for the consistency, good for the momentum. Um, and I'm just glad to see you know Liverpool playing more than once a week. We're not playing once a fortnight or something, so we're getting three games within the in the space of a week, which is amazing. Um, but uh, looking forward to the Everton game. Obviously, the game earlier in the season ended in a crazy fashion. Um, Everton since then have kind of gone backwards, I think, if anything, and we've kind of we've kind of progressed. So um, again, hoping for a positive result from that game. Um, hoping we we put a few past Everton. Um, you know, show them that. We're here to win the league. We're not messing around. Obviously, they've got incentive, um, you know, not wanting to really help us win the league. But um, I think we we have the quality to to kind of turn over that turn over that Everton team quite easily. Um, so yeah, the shout out to Klopp is to to be brave and, and keep this same starting eleven that started against uh, Watford because they did so well. So um, I'll be back again, guys, uh, on Sunday with a review of the Everton game. Hopefully, it's another win. Um, we just need to keep the wins going uh, and the, the Premier League title will be ours um, so yeah thank you guys for listening I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll catch you guys on another episode on the review of the Everton game